I'm Bob Boylan with this Plus One podcast from All Songs Considered. It's been about six years since First Aid Kit knocked me out with their performance at the Tiny Desk. I'll be your Emmy Lou and I'll be your June You'll be my Graham and my Johnny too. No, I'm not asking much of you. Just sing, little darling, sing with me. The two Swedish sisters, Clara and Johanna Soderberg, make remarkable American country-flavored music. Their latest songs can be found on their album Ruins, that record includes performances by members of Wilco and R.E.M., and it's produced by Tucker Martin, and his participation helps broaden and empower their sound. I'm always fascinated by the way American culture takes hold in other countries, and these two sisters embody that notion, showing very little of their own traditions in music that's so close to their hearts. So I was curious about the music they hear back home, and so I asked Clara and Johanna to come to NPR with a list of Swedish songs they wanted to share. And so today, first aid kit, play DJ. So people get the sounds of your voice. Clara, say hello. Hello. Johanna. Hello. <laughs> what accent was that exactly? I don't know. That's probably not the way that you'd say hello or I'd say hello. Naturally. Naturally. But when you put a mic yeah. in front of me... It had very East I Coast changed. sound. Oh, well, oh, thanks. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually hear people's accents? Do you notice them when you travel around the country? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but not as clearly as an American would, I think. No. Like, no, I don't think so, but I think you learn. I mean, I remember when I lived in England, I started hearing the accents more and more the longer mm-hmm. I lived but there. But they're more evident there. Yeah, but I really, I'm really fascinated by accents. Oh, here's something you can do for me. Speak an accent in a Swedish accent for me, like someone who lives in the South Mm -hmm, and then maybe mm -hmm. someone who lives in the North. In English or in Swedish? No, in in Swedish. Oh, okay. You can do that, Claire. Oh, my God. Do the South first. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, jag kommer från Skåne. Då pratar man lite så här. Då har man lite sådana ljud och man är man skorrar sådana här. Very nasal, kind of. And you got the the R's. Yeah, I don't. I'm not north, very good thing. with the up north, well, but I can. I Norwegian, can, you can do. Oh yeah, I can do the Norwegian, but that's a different. Well, language. it's sort of north. Yeah, but I can't okay. do the. Nor- okay, well, we'll go. We'll do it. Yeah, the då snakker man lite så här. Man, ja, man är väl god glad och går lite på när man snakker. Oh no, I feel like. Have you just um, insulted somebody? Yes, probably. No, I mean, yeah, it's fun, though. But I really, yeah, really like accents. always have since I was a kid, which is really yeah. fun. But. Well, the one thing listening to your music that is bizarre is there are, for an American, I wouldn't know that you weren't from, uh, I don't know, I mean, just somewhere, anywhere mm-hmm. in, in America. Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. That's Perfect. where we now, say we're from. Someone, but, like, thinks we're American. And, yeah. and that's your, your Connor love, yeah. Connor Oberst love and more. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and we've we've spent time there, so I can, like... You can name a few. I can be like, like well, yeah, I'm from there. And, I grew know, up like, in Dundee. Yeah. Was, like, you could, like, make up a story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to play some music that you brought. Today we're going to try and play some music that I... I, and I'm guessing much of our audience, doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also going to play some stuff from your new record. I'm going to just start off with, you sent me a list, so that's not random. 
jump in our relation And I don't mind but when we touch it's elevation Up, 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 up Up, 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 up You speak my lingo, we don't need no translation I never need a break cause we feel like vacation Up, 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 up You wanna take a walk? Got me up, 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 up Go ahead and feel what you feel I want you closer to me Say my name Wear it out like a sweater that you love Cause you can't get enough when you Say my name <laughs> Tell me who we're listening to. Tove Styrke. I don't know how you say it in English. Tove Styrke. Styrke. I don't know. Styrke. Yeah. Say I don't my know name. how do you say it. It looks like know. the word strike, but the uh, mm. the R and the Y are reversed. Yes. So it's yeah, styrke. it's like yes. Tovelo. People yeah. have a hard time with that too, because it's Tovelo. Tovelo and Tove Styrke. Yeah. yeah. And tell me all about. What you know, and and when's this, when did this song come out? The song I is. I think it uh, came out. I'll say maybe. my name is the name. Yeah, it's yes. pretty new. Two years ago, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Last year? Yeah, last okay. year. Last year. It's pretty okay. new. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua, our intern, yeah. both was singing along with it. And we have a fan. Yeah. We have a fan in the room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, she's great. Um, she was in like Swedish Idol, like yeah. our version of American but Idol. But that was way back yeah. and now she's doing her own thing yeah um, and I think this song was written by Bjorn Ittling who wrote oh, yeah. songs with Licky Lee yeah. and I think oh. maybe Robin too I don't know who was a member of Peter Bjorn and John yeah very oh, no. very talented no. producer yes. and songwriter I think we it has his, his signature sort of it's very catchy <laughs> I love that song no, that song <laughs> yeah um, yeah no I, th- I really like this song I think she has a really it's, there's a great attitude in the, yeah in she's got song. a lot of attitude yeah paint me a picture like if it. i'm if i'm in sweden mm-hmm. could i turn on the radio and what is the mix of things you would hear let's say on a on a station that would play this song yeah, you definitely hear this yeah. on like the our like kind of pop radio pop. Yeah. like our national like yeah public radio we have a pop station there yeah um they play this a what lot of you? like in this vein kind of yeah um, a lot of Swedish hip hop now too is is getting really big. Yeah, which is which can is you really play cool. me some of that? Yeah, I think we have we one have on our a list. Swedish yeah that we one love. Our favorite um, Swedish artist who's called Eric Lundin, Erik Lundin, and it's a song called Swedey. Great, let's hear. Yeah. The smiles in this room are just infectious. <laughs> I just love the song so much. Jag var andra generationen Kände tonen på lektionen I bussen på vägen till stationen Trivdes bäst i ord What did that line mean? It oh made no, you laugh. I'm just laughing because, I, because I'm trying to trying rap Trying to like rap along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, when I looked up er- Eric mm-hmm. Lunden yeah. uh, The first thing I came up with is that he's a world famous chess player which I am assuming is a different era. I think that's not the same. That would be incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah, if yeah, that no. was the case. He's a Swedish rapper born in 1982 now uh, that I see this. Yeah, And he's also made music in English, and I cannot remember his oh, yes. name. 
Um, but he recently switched to Swedish. Yeah. And his lyrics are insane. He's one of the best lyric writers that I've ever just yeah, heard of. Yeah, they're incredibly it's, clever it's, and funny uh, and political. This is a very yeah. political song. Can yeah. you tell me, that, so this song is called Swedie. Swedie, yeah. Swedie, yeah. thank yeah. you. And, and what, can you get the gist of where... Sure. So in this song, he's talking about his childhood growing up as a child of immigrant parents. It's about identity and sort of trying do, to figure out who you are. And Do we know where he's from when we see immigrant parents? So his dad's from Gambia and his mother is Swedish, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a really interesting song. I mean, I don't know. I think in Sweden, there's a very racist party that's getting a lot of mm-hmm. votes. The Swedish Sweden. Democrats. There's an election coming up in September, and it's just really frightening. And the song is him not wanting to be Swedish and wanting to be something else when he's in Sweden. And then he goes, I think, to Gambia, and then mm-hmm. he's called... They. Um, introduce him to someone as Swedish and he goes oh but I'm not I'm from here so it's sort of this like Mm -hmm. he's not really from anywhere anywhere yeah that kind of feeling of and then it's just sort of accepting the fact that he is Swedish but also not the silly things that come with that yeah Swedish traditions yeah like that like what Oh, well, he starts with, like, I had ketchup on everything. That's the first line. Yeah. (laughs) You all do do that a lot? Yeah. Yeah. We don't. No, but most we do, for sure. It's a a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but it's a really interesting song. We listen a little bit more. Maybe you can, as it's playing, you don't have to word for word, but give me an idea. Okay, yeah, so he's saying that he's talking about how, like, we have all these problems with immigration and we don't talk about it and how, like, really educated people come to Sweden and become taxi drivers because they can't get a a good job Mm -hmm. because of their names and their background. Um, I feel like in America it's a, maybe a little easier. I feel like in Sweden it's extremely difficult if yeah. you have a name. Well, like not completely, though. There, I mean, there are many times uh, taxi drivers are a good example. Yeah. In, in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. you'd find incredibly brilliant people yeah. yeah. behind the wheel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's always the case. It's no. like, hey, what did you do before you like, right. before you came yeah. to Sweden? It's like, oh, I was a doctor or I was an engineer. Or like, yeah. We've got some serious issues, but yeah, I think... The way to go about it is not to segregate people or no. to I mean, think of people as the segregated. other. Yeah. Stockholm is extremely segregated yeah. as well. It's very white in the city. Yeah. Even in the workplace? Uh, yeah. Huh. yeah. I would say so. Uh, yeah, and it's More terrible. so than here. That's what I feel like in general. Like, I think in Sweden, it, there's been this thing about, like, I feel like here, when you talk about... Um, like people are like, you know, I'm from here. Like they're very proud of yes. where they're from, their ancestry. Mm-hmm. But in Sweden, it's sort of you don't talk about it, or like it's no. sort of supposed to like fit into this Swedish society. And yeah. it's I don't know. I just I just for us personally, I think we both think multiculturalism is a wonderful thing, and it just brings people together. And yeah, it's nothing to be scared of. But so many people are so scared and have this like idea like what is pure and Swedish and it's mm-hmm. just it's ridiculous. Do you ever write about that in your songs? No. No, we haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It became very political but yeah. um no, not really. We haven't. I think it's hard as well being 
um, someone who does have like I mean so, so privileged you yeah know, we're so we yeah and our you know our family yesterday if you go way back to like the 1600s our family came from Belgium you know which isn't that like uh, exotic but so I think it's hard for us to be like well I feel like we're entitled to talk about it yeah like, in the same way so it's more like listen to this guy and hear what he has to say huh. about it and yeah is there any sort of tradition in Sweden for music that is uh, political. I always hear Swedish music from the little tiny window I get, and it's very, uh, very poppy, very happy. Mm -hmm. uh, but is there a protest thread at all or things that you heard growing up? Yeah, I think there is. A lot in the 60s and 70s, mm -hmm. there was a lot of um, protest music yeah. coming out. Yeah. Um, like progressive, like yeah. uh, hippie. Mm -hmm. music now here um, we were protesting it's very often very specific things wars and mm -hmm. so forth what mm -hmm. would be the things that would rally mm. people a lot about poverty and class i see i think mm -hmm. in sweden do you have a song you want to play that fits any of that i mean it sort of does um it's called which means some people walk with um tattered shoes tattered, yeah like ah, broken okay. shoes yeah and this is by it's by Cornelis Riesvik. <laughs> I don't know. It's a Dutch name, isn't it? Yeah, he, well, yeah. He, is, he moved to Sweden when he was 12. Yeah. And he yes. made music? In the 60s and 70s, 70s yeah. yeah. And then he passed away late 80s. Mm -hmm. um, he's very tragic, alcoholic, and, you know. Self-inflicted. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Somewhat. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let's hear it. I'm not going to pronounce it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Som ligger går med trasiga skor Säg vad beror det på Gudfader som i himmelen bor Kanske vill ha det så Gudfader som i himmelen bor Blundar oss over sötan Vem bryr sig om Ett par trasiga skor När man är gammal och trött Vem bryr sig om Hur nätterna går De bryr vandrar som de vill Medborgare om ett hundra år Finns du ej längre till This is a... I've never heard this version. It's a live version. Really fascinating. It's like an upright bass. Yeah. He's like a micron from the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is he saying? So some people oh, walk with like tattered shoes. Why? Why is that? Yeah. Maybe God up in heaven wants it that way. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Um, well, it's, oh man, it's hard to like. <laughs> trying to translate, remember? Yeah, trying to like summarize this, this brilliant huh. song into uh, a few sentences. But um, I mean, there's, there's some really uh, amazing parts of this song. It's, it's very dark. Yeah. And it's saying like, one day you'll be gone and someone else will take your place and that's just the way it goes and mm -hmm. some people are just here and are having a really really rough time and um no one cares basically yeah 
we were always singing the song as kids. Like I yeah. this is like um, something you learn in school. Yeah. Wow. So for you singing mm-hmm. it, how would you sing it? Can you do that? Oh, just yeah. a little. Uh, just a little sense of it. Gud fader som i himmelen bor Kanske vill ha det så Like that, I guess. And what did, and <laughs> that was, yeah, the first verse, the first so verse of it. You, you probably had no idea how dark it is, but that's true of so many things we learn as kids. I know. That yeah. Like, you go back and you're like, wow, did Dumbness. my parents play me that <laughs> yeah. song? And yeah. he's talking about, he's saying, like, I'm happy as long as I get to hide my face in my lover's hair or something like that it's like yeah I mean I think everyone can sort of relate to that I mean mm-hmm. I think there's so many things say I'm just getting dark here but I mean the song calls for it just there's so many things you have to ignore about the world and just to be get up in live. the morning yeah and, you have to be um, very optimistic yeah and naive yeah and it's mm-hmm. sort of talking about that I want to talk about you just sang for me something that was mm-hmm. an influence on you. I want to just talk mm-hmm. about the things that influence your music. I'm going to play the opening track to the new record and we can talk Great. about uh, that. You told me once I have a rebel many years ago that you did a Tiny Desk concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met your dad. He was yes. traveling with you. And uh, we got to talking about music because I think we're more the same age or close. And, mm-hmm. and his uh, love for television and the Ramones yes. and television, the band, and the Ramones and more punky stuff. Yes. Uh, what was it like growing up? He's a musician. What was it like growing up around the house? Because this influence is not that influence, right? The, the ones I spoke 
to? What what are the like that's a much rockier side than the mm -hmm. side that you wound up going. So what are the things that got you singing particularly what sounds like very American mm -hmm. uh, songs? Mm -hmm. Like how do we get there? Yeah, I mean our parents didn't listen to country at all. Um, that wasn't their thing. They Yeah. I think they grew up and that was the music that their parents listened to. Yeah. So they thought that they it was that. silly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a little cheesy. Like, I mean, our mom was like cool punk in the 80s and like Bob Golf. Dylan. Bob Dylan was doing yeah. like Christian, you know, like that. It just wasn't her, right. <laughs> her vibe at the time. So we grew up with, I mean, yeah, like Patti Smith and television. Mm -hmm. and And I think we loved that. But as teenagers, like when we formed the band, yeah. we, we didn't want to do what our parents did. So we, yeah, we did, I mean, our, did our own little research and found country and folk yeah. online. Mm -hmm. With what music would you think if you started with Bright Eyes? Yeah, then going from Bright Eyes to like Carter Family, Leuven so, Brothers. Wow. So slow down one second. So yeah. what, what period Bright Eyes are we talking about? We're talking, this was 2005. I'm so Wide it was Awake. Just this when I'm Wide Awake yeah. and Digital Ash and a digital urn had come out. But the I'm Wide Awake record was, for me, it was just this, like, I just heard one song, and I just I was just like, all right, well, this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going <laughs> to get an acoustic guitar, and I'm going to start writing songs. And and then it be turned into almost like a, like a, a project of just, like, starting to, like, dig and find. Could it have been songs. one of these songs, mm -hmm. maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play a little... Sing along if you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm changing all my strings. I'm going to write another traveling song. <laughs> About all the billion highways and the cities at the break of dawn. Well, I guess the best that I can do now is pretend that I've done nothing wrong. And a dream about a train that's gonna take me back where I belong. Well, now the ocean speaks and spits. So, who played, um, I'm sorry, I broke up this thing in party. Oh, no, no. Who, who, uh, who turned you on to Bright Eyes? Where'd that oh, it was this guy I had a crush on when I was 12, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Little, he was a little older or just no. Was like music? No. I mean, it was the emo thing. Yeah. And Bright Eyes was seen as an emo band. Yeah. yeah. Because well, even in 2005, I'm just going to stop you, just yeah, in 2005, yeah. even in America, yeah. uh, he's still littler known. I mean, the yeah. clubs that he'd be playing in were smaller. Mm -hmm. mm. Although, uh, 2000. About this time, this is like the beginning of the breakout. Yeah. yeah. This actually our very first live concert from the 930 Club that we broadcast mm -hmm. was Bright Eyes and was for this record and the yeah, Digital yeah. Ash record. So it was, yeah. it was the beginning of a breakout. But to get over there to, was it the radio? How did, do you know, any idea how this guy found it? Oh, no. no I think idea. it was yeah. just cool. Yeah. And <laughs> seen as cool. Well, I remember, I remember I listened to Green Day and I told him that and he said, no, you should listen to Bright Eyes. I was like, oh, okay. I'll, Where is I'll he listen. now? <laughs> I don't good. know. Well, you should thank I don't him. Know. Yeah. I, I think I have before. Uh, we'll do um, it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. But he, he, the, he, um, 
what do you say? The feelings weren't mutual, so I was very heartbroken. <laughs> but I did gain uh, uh, yeah. a lot from it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's okay. I'm listen- over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many years later? Ten years later. Years later yeah. Ten years. No, it doesn't. More. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, let's stop thinking about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Time. We were listening to your song, and this one was recorded in America. Is that the first one you did that way, or did you, have you done... You you recorded this in Portland with... Yes. yes. No, the previous two we recorded in Omaha, Nebraska with Mike uh, Mogus, who uh, produced right. I, I'm Wide Awake It's Morning and yeah, yes. all the Bright Eyes stuff. We went so. full circle there. Yeah, so, yeah, that was huge for yeah. us. Such an honor. And this record uh, uh, you recorded in, in uh, Portland with yes. Tucker Martin. How, mm-hmm. did, how did Tucker Martin, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. you would know him from so many things. Decembrist would be one. Laura Veers is his wife, and they yes. were... Uh, he produces her records. They're, they're, Nico they're, Case, huge list. My Morning Jacket. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's someone that we've we've been in contact with for many years. He was the first producer to ever reach out to us in 2010. Bef- I, I think, think. It, yeah, 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 yeah. And he wrote us, and uh, we and saw him when we played in Portland. Yes. And we told him that one day we'd work together. Uh-huh. And we kept the promise. Yeah, <laughs> and we kept following his career and listening to all the records he were making, and it was just like, oh my God, we got to work with this guy at some point and and this felt like the right time like we we loved everything that we done with Mike and just felt like okay well that's the only producer that we've ever worked with um, on a record and so we thought well let's let's try someone else just mm-hmm. to see what it feels like and yeah made and what is, together. for people who don't know who've never been in a studio have never recorded mm-hmm. what does a producer help you do and let, let's get real specific with Tucker what did mm-hmm. Tucker bring out of you that you know well, he had a different approach than Mike Mogus. Mm-hmm. Um, with Mike, it was more um, me, Clara, and our dad, who's who plays bass um, on the records and goes with us mm-hmm. everywhere. He's our sound engineer. Uh, it was kind of Mike, me, Clara, and, and dad in the studio sort of yeah. alone, ca- trying to figure out the arrangements on our own. And yeah. Tucker had a different approach. He just wanted a uh, more collaborative, um, mm-hmm. where he invited more musicians, local musicians, yeah. um, to play on the songs. And it was very, like, spontaneous. Yeah. I got this session band um, mm-hmm. put together for us. Yeah. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways, like, he was sort of bringing focus, like, to, or, like, mm-hmm. making sure that we were doing what we were supposed to. And, like, so he would just tell us to just play, because we'd never played these songs with with the session band so like we'd come in and like talk about the song okay here's what we're thinking play it and then eventually tucker would say okay now now we're getting somewhere you know and then he'd record and then we'd record and record and record and record and then his job is sort of to know when it's good yeah what take is good and and what sound to put where Mm-hmm. That kind of a thing. Because it's tried really hard a lot. for us when you're in the songs to yeah. be on top of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you get kind of lost easily. Yeah, and and he tried a lot of stuff. Like he had tried endless things, and to just then have all of that and then make it into a song and choose what what goes in and what doesn't is yeah. It's a big. It's insane. Like I job. couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't, I don't get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Piecing puzzles. Yeah, it's together. a huge puzzle. He was also just like a mood manager, yeah. <laughs> just like keeping everyone like happy and motivated. Because we, yeah. play, I mean, we we really worked hard. Like we did like thirteen or fourteen hours a day, just tracking the songs over and over again. And when you've done the same song like twenty five times, you know, you it, can't know. Uh, yeah. So his job was just to yeah make us excited. Yeah. And yeah. Crack the whip. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I'll play this. <laughs> 
You guys are over there laughing. Yeah, and because, are, you, no, I'm, are you reminiscing? I just, or are you, no, I just, we played this so much slower live. And I was just but like, I wow, like so it slower. Clara wants everything to be slower, and I want everything <laughs> to be not. in the studio as well. I'm like, can we turn this up a few? <laughs> like, I just, um, all right. I, I like it the way we play it live, but I like this too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pick me a song that you feel is more, that wouldn't have happened without Tucker to illustrate the point of you of, of him bringing in other musicians I'm trying to think it's a shame I mean, it's a shame yeah like i mean uh, the drums on that one i mean that's a song where we came into the studio and we kind of didn't know what to do with it This is a big band, obviously. Yeah. This must be some Portland folks, and yes. And uh, I mean, and I started smiling now because I heard the Melvin. pedal steel part, yeah. and our it's, uh, our pedal steel player Melvin Duffy, who plays. Um, we finally um, had him on the rack because we've been touring with him for a long time, huh? and now we were like, we have we to have him out on the album from, from Brighton, from, from England, UK, yeah. to come and play, and it was so so amazing. I mean, he. We hadn't really planned for him to play on that many songs, but then he just started playing, and it was just so good. And he and Tucker were just bonded yeah. instantly. Oh, that's yeah. great. And uh, what's his name? Duff uh, Melvin, Melvin Duffy. Duffy. Melvin Duffy. Yeah, he is one of the best pedal steel players in the world. And yeah. We're he's, so lucky to have him. He's a legend. He's kind of become more and more important for our sound as, yeah. as we've toured with him. He just... He has a very special style. And the rest of the band came together sort of because of what... Tucker brought to the yeah, table. Yeah, exactly. so then we had um, Steve Moore, who plays keyboards on this record. He is now part of our band. Huh? Uh, our uh, live band. Tour. Yeah, we stole him from Tucker. Because <laughs> we just we just loved him so much. And it was, he just knew it, the same way that, that Melvin does. You know, he just plays exactly what you want and without even talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, he just knows. And then we had Eli Moore, also a who local. Played, 
yeah um, guy who plays guitar on i think everything um, everything and also just i was listening to that now and just like the little ding, 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 ding. yeah that's yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah and i was like oh that's eli uh, and then we have our dad who plays bass on this yeah and i think um peter buck from rem yeah oh. plays electric guitar on this as yes. well and glenn coche on yeah. drums yeah. Wow. So you, you. I mean, what a what a band. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You, I mean, you got Wilco. You got REM. I know. Yeah. And I remember coming into the studio with a song. We really didn't know what to do with no. it. Like it was just we 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 loved it and we felt like this is could be a big song, but we have no clue. To me, it was sort of this like Joan Bias like folk song. Yeah. Like huh. that was how I just. But it could heard easily it, but... like go into like cheesy territory yeah. as well. So it was very thin line trying to figure out yeah. how to perform it. And I know Tucker had the idea for the drums instantly. Like he. Yeah, so gallopy. The gallopy drums. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I feel like there's an energy in the song that we haven't had on no. a previous song. No, not really. Like that a bouncy I really sort of yeah. feeling, poppy feeling. Like no, we, we were really listening wanted. a lot to like rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and, like, second-hand news. We wanted that. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's it's not the same, but it's just that kind of feeling of the, the drive. Just, yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom, yeah. 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 Kind of thing. Let's listen to just a little bit of that gallopy stuff going on there. Sometimes the night cuts through me like a knife I know it's a It's one of those moments where I wish you could just everybody be in the room. <laughs> well, we did some choreography from our uh, music video, so yeah, yeah, we had some, we had a lot of fun making that. Let's go back and play a couple more cuts uh, of Swedish sure. music. Yeah. Sure. Big smile. <laughs> So the best I get here is that uh, it looks like it's called a Midsummer Night's Dream, but yes, correct. So to say correct. it in say it in Swedish. A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay, so yeah. and and who was that? And what is he singing about? Ooh, what he Håkan Hellström. He's, he's like Swedish's biggest artist. Yeah, he's, he's like, like our Bruce Springsteen or Bob Dylan, yeah. basically. He's a, he's a younger, yeah. younger. I mean, yeah, he's a he's he's in his forties. Yeah. yeah, so he's a little younger. Um, he's um. For us, like growing up, he was like everyone of my. This is what everyone listens yeah. to, like everyone, wow. like all our friends. This yeah. is like the music of youth and like yeah. summer. This is what yeah. we listen to when partying, when getting drunk. Yeah. This is, I mean, anytime, anytime, but especially. And it also like, makes you cry. Music of celebration. Like yeah. 
but it's it's beautiful. He's such an incredible writer, this guy. Um, I wish he knew Swedish so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it's hard I to mean, translate. I mean, the song, oh man, how do I? It's so personal. Yeah. It's like the a story way that of he his writes. friends, yeah. sort of, and his crushes. I mean, it's yeah. really hard to um, it really is. describe. You were this, oh wait. You were the sunshine and I was alone, which doesn't... It doesn't sound very <laughs> profound in English. It doesn't, but, but it really... It, oh, man. His songs just don't translate. Um, and he's got this, like, his voice isn't perfect, um, which is kind of just makes it even better. There's mm -hmm. something very touching. I mean, it's the same kind of thing with, with Connor Oberst, you know, yeah. that kind of, like... It, it Broken feels, voice. Yeah, it yeah. feels even more, like, urgent and real because it's it's not, like... Yeah, perfect. And we really, I mean, we'd love to write songs in Swedish. We just don't feel like we have the gift. No. <laughs> it takes um, a lot of, like, finesse. Like, it feels very private and, and yeah, like, too naked. Yeah. But he knows how to do it. Yeah. And he, he's he so authentic, and you feel so much when you listen to him. Yeah. And I wish that we knew the secret. <laughs> I guess we should, we should hang out with him and I was going to say, it sounds to me like you ought to just do a, a, a song together. Yeah, well, well, we sang with him. We sang this song with him, actually. It was crazy, because really? he plays, that like, he plays you know, huge arenas. And so he, he invited us last summer to sing with him, and we sang this song. And it was, like, one of, like, my first moment where, like, you know, people are, like young kids are like reaching out their hands and you like grab their hands and you like sing we to them and I was like, like oh my god like, I don't know what you call it I'm but a you rock like star the, yeah like the walk the walk yeah. uh, what do you call it like when you yeah. can walk out into the crowd and I don't yeah. know I was just insane. never had that <laughs> and have like fireworks on stage like yeah. the, oh. it was crazy <laughs> it was so crazy and yeah um yeah can I, can that's just his name again Håkan Hellström yeah <laughs> yeah, I know. He's huge in Sweden. He's huge, yeah. <laughs> well, let's go out on this, huh? Should we just, yeah. just do it? You want to you wanna sing us out? Okay. Yeah. Thanks for doing this today. Thank you. Great. Oh. <laughs> First Aid Kit, sisters Clara and Johanna Soderberg. Their new album on Columbia Records is called Ruins. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Before,
Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club, where every bottle tells a story and NPR shows become wines like Weekend Edition Cabernet Sauvignon. Available to adults 21 years or older. Learn more at nprwineclub.org.